This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Thursday. Republican leaders and lawmakers in Colorado have been weighing in on today's U.S. Supreme Court hearing on whether former President Trump can remain on the state ballot, and they don't all agree. In a press conference in Washington, D.C. recently, Republican Representative Lauren Boebert of Silt called the Colorado court's decision a, quote, witch hunt. All of the bogus um, cases against President Trump are plain and simple election interference. But one of the key Colorado Republicans behind today's U.S. Supreme Court hearing sees things differently. KUNC's Lucas Brady-Woods has more on Norma Anderson, the lead plaintiff in Trump v. Anderson. 91-year-old Norma Anderson served as a state lawmaker for nearly two decades and rose to become the first female Republican leader in the Colorado legislature's history. She describes herself as a lifelong Republican and says she's afraid for the future of the GOP if Trump prevails. Anderson believes Trump incited an insurrection on January 6, 2021, so he should be disqualified from the presidency under the Constitution. Anderson joined several other Republican and unaffiliated voters last year in a suit that seeks to keep Trump off the Colorado ballot. The state court's ruling in her favor remains on hold until the U.S. Supreme Court makes a decision. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods in Denver. Ballots for Colorado's March 5th presidential primary election have already been printed and county clerks will start mailing them out on Monday. Trump's name will be on those ballots. What the court is ruling on, though, is whether any votes for him should be counted. Some travelers have faced hours-long wait times at the Aspen-Pitkin County Airport in recent weeks. County officials say the problem stems from issues with security equipment and terminal capacity. Kaya Williams has more. A new scanning machine at the airport's TSA checkpoint keeps breaking down and has required several repairs since mid-January. There's only room for one other scanner at the checkpoint, so when the faulty machine is out of commission, capacity is effectively half what it would normally be. That's led to extremely long lines, sometimes stretching outside the airport terminal. This Monday was particularly rough, with about 300 people in line. Some had to wait more than two hours to get through security a process that at other times would take less than 20 minutes. As of yesterday afternoon, the scanner was back up and running, but airport staff say people should still arrive at least two hours ahead of their flights, especially if they're traveling at peak times in the middle of the day. I'm Kaya Williams, Aspen Public Radio News. The Roaring Fork School District is purchasing a home in Carbondale for future superintendents and school leaders. The idea was recommended by the Superintendent Housing Task Force, and the school board approved the purchase Tuesday night. The district will officially close on the property in about two weeks. The three-bedroom townhome is about $1.2 million. The board says that's below Carbondale's median sales price of $1.7 million and says this is a great opportunity in a very competitive market. In total, the district says it's invested over $45 million in building and buying housing for its staff. The Special Olympics Western Regional Winter Games will take place near Glenwood Springs this week. Tomorrow, Sunlight Mountain will host a series of alpine ski and snowboard races. And on Saturday, Argonaut Farms will host cross-country skiing and snowshoeing events. 
The games are organized by Special Olympics Colorado and will feature athletes from all across the Western Slope. Aspen's winter bike-to-work day is tomorrow. Commuters who bike to work tomorrow morning can stop by Pepke Park for breakfast, snacks, and raffle prizes. Staff from the city parks, transportation, and police departments will be there from 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. In local arts and culture news, the annual Immigrant Voices Storytelling event is back tonight at the Arts Campus at Willits, or Takah. The program is organized by local nonprofit English in Action. The nonprofit offers free English tutoring by matching local tutors with new immigrants in the community who want to improve their English. At tonight's event, several immigrant community members, including English in Action students, will share their stories. This year's speakers hail from France, Slovakia, Mexico, El Salvador, and Colombia. They've been coached by Alia Howe of Writ Large. The show starts at 7.30 tonight, and tickets are already sold out. Aspen's Art Cart Alpine Rally will take place on the Sledding Hill by the Recreation Center this Saturday. Competitors design their own art carts, similar to soapbox derby cars, and race head-to-head for cash prizes. Awards will also be given to the most creative carts. The event is similar to the art cart races the city held back in the 1980s, although those were held on pavement instead of snow. The rally runs from 5.30 to 8 p.m. on Saturday night. There will also be food trucks and an interactive art activity. Parking will be limited at the Aspen Rec Center, so people are encouraged to take the bus. In statewide news, Colorado's Supreme Court will hear a case that challenges the Colorado Ski Safety Act next week. An Oklahoma family is suing Crested Butte Mountain Resort, owned by Vail Resorts. According to the Colorado Sun, 16-year-old Annie Miller fell 30 feet from a chairlift shortly after loading during a ski trip in 2022, and the fall permanently paralyzed her. The suit accuses Crested Butte of negligence, saying that the lift operators were not standing at lift controls at the time of the fall. The Colorado Ski Safety Act protects ski areas from a variety of lawsuits brought by injured skiers by limiting the amount a person can sue for to $250,000 and asking skiers to assume, quote, the inherent dangers and risks of skiing. But the Miller family's lawsuit contends that ski resorts should take more responsibility for chairlift accidents. Challenge Aspen has signed on to the lawsuit on the side of the defendant, along with Colorado Ski Country USA and the National Ski Areas Association. And in regional news, Jackson, Wyoming will once again be home to one of the state's only abortion providers. After two-month gap in services, the local hospital announced this week that it would allow doctors to offer this kind of care. As Jackson Hole Community Radio's Hannah Mersbach reports, this could mean more access across the state. Since the local women's health clinic closed in December, there's been no in-person abortion options in the northwest part of the state. But after a lengthy legal review, St. John's Health announced it will let family physician Dr. Katie Noyes offer that care. Her former colleague, Dr. Jovanina Anthony, applauded that decision. Dr. Noyes being able to be a reliable and solid provider here in Teton County frees me up to work things out, possibly in other parts of the state. So I feel like ultimately that leads to more access to services. 
Anthony says it'll free her up to potentially help out the abortion clinic in Casper, and she'll focus on activism. She's part of the group suing the state in Teton County Court to protect access to the service. A decision on the future of reproductive rights in the state could come any day. For KHL News, I'm Hannah Mersbach. The Aspen Public Radio Newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.